there's a few things you mentioned which I loved, which was doing psilocybin in a ceremonial way. Yeah. Once a month is what I like to do. And I see it as a calibration for the soul. No matter how good or bad life is going, you can get a tune-up. You can get some extra sure. insights from this mushroom energy that will show you a more zoomed out perspective of your life and it's like looking at yourself in the maze and you're like oh i keep banging against this door if i just take this right shortcut here and then oh okay and yeah. the door opens you know and you unlock the next level is that how you see it as well that's exactly how i see it man and um i you know this is why i said you know you can either let it snowball in a negative sense or a positive sense but like you know you still need to i think show up for it regardless and you know in the sense of let's say doing like psilocybin or you know kind of having that ceremonial uh experience once a month i look at it as kind of like topping me up a bit you mm -hmm. know and not like not in the like druggy sense um but more in the you need to show up and have that space for yourself and open the door once in a while and just let out some old air and let in some fresh air yeah you know that's thing it's just Ooh, it just open that. the door just open the door and let's get some fresh air in here yeah that's how i see it you know hello beautiful soul welcome to the james zander trip where we dive into spirituality psychedelics breath work altered states of consciousness the nature of reality and how we can bring all this down to earth to improve our mind connect with our heart and up level our relationship with life joining me today is damien schechter Damien is an athlete, a performance coach, and the founder of the All-Rounder Athlete Program, a program that helps men and women look, feel, and perform like athletes. But that's not the main reason I invited Damien on the pod. As successful as he is in his fitness and his business, there's a deeper story underneath that got me curious. A story of finding one's spiritual path. A story of abandoning what's not working and venturing out into the unknown to find one's true place, and a story of how a little bit of psilocybin can change one's perception of life forever. So without further ado, Damien Schechter, welcome to the James Zander trip. That was the most unbelievably awesome intro <laughs> ever. <laughs> Dude, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's good to be here, bro. Such a pleasure. Thank you for coming and spending your time with me. For sure. When I first met you, it was at a dinner, yeah. and you were sitting at the end of the table, and I looked at you and I was like, there's something about the energy of that person that was really fascinating to me. And when I got talking to you, I discovered you were on a spiritual quest to discover what your heart was trying to tell you. And you told me this incredible story of how you came to Bali. And I'd love it if you can share it with our audience. What brought you to Bali? What was the series of circumstances that sure. led you to tripping on shrooms on an island with the sunset and having an epiphany yeah dude it was um it was definitely one of the like the crazier times of my life the past like two three years um you know a little bit of background without going too far back i would say like the most recent kind of circumstance to start off this journey would be i got married about two and a half years ago and you know this is my best friend for a very long time um and then we moved to Portugal. We were there for four months and then we decided to split up. Um, and this was at a time where I was building the business. And for me in the background, 
six figures like let's make the money like let's build something to be proud of and it was very finance driven um you know for me like obviously wanting to make an impact help people change lives get people into great shape better health um but you know the whole covid situation pushed me online and when i went online and i explored that space i saw that there was all of a sudden this standard that need, needed to be met from a coaching perspective amongst other coaches all these coaches are six figures or you know you need to live in dubai or if you want to be successful you need to be doing this 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 so very influenced by that to the point where then i started focusing mostly on building a brand and it took me away from my relationship and so yeah we we amicably split up um she went back to the netherlands i went uh to dubai so i kind of used that opportunity to say you know what i'm gonna go all in like there's nothing now that i can lose like i've really lost my best friend my partner um i rehomed my dog as well so he could be with people that would actually give him more time effort love energy um and so i kind of sat there one day and i was like you know what you can either pull back or you can actually push forward and really go after your business goals so i moved to dubai and i was there for about six months five months six months and i sat there one day on the beach on the palm and this is now having the apartment in dubai and the business is going well i'm training at world-class training facilities i've just finished an ironman um you know everything was good until this one moment where i just sat on the beach and i looked around me and like i don't know man it just didn't feel like the situation that i'd put myself in didn't align with who inherently i i was you know for me i don't need materialistic things to be happy i don't need to find myself um surrounded by money or success like you know success in the materialistic um form so you know, to find myself on the beach now all of a sudden looking around and there's a beautiful yacht there. There's this Russian dude with like 20 chicks that are, you know, we're all, they're all drinking Ciroc. And I was just sitting there just feeling so fucking alone. Like that was the thing. I just like, sure, I had friends there, but like I didn't actually have anyone. Like I just lost my fucking best friend, like my, my partner, my like the person that I married eight months before that you know thinking that we were going to spend the rest of our lives together that's now gone i'm now not with my friends or my family there in south africa business is going good but like i just didn't i don't know man like i had this moment where all of a sudden a really sad song came on my airpods and i just started crying my eyes out crying my eyes out and i said something needs to change now not things need to change going forward or like oh monday i'll start doing this differently or you know maybe i'll get home and i'll write about it like no something drastic needs to change right now because you are unhappy like that's it like and i accepted in that moment that i was actually just so alone and like unfulfilled no matter how good business was going i was unfulfilled so i got on my phone i opened up emirates app and uh, i booked a ticket to bali i'd never been here and yeah that's uh why bali particularly it was where me and my ex actually wanted to always come to uh -huh. and so we'd always done a little bit of research and i looked at photos and i think also social media plays a, a role in that right like 
the most beautiful sites in the world, the influences, like the, you know, everyone is on this beautiful island. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always very curious about it. And so I thought, you know what, now's the time. Like now's the time to go and explore something so different, culturally unique, um, you know, on the other side of the world as well. And you're going to, you just, you're going to kind of like take in a new experience, which is going to some way bring something positive into your life. Because right now it can't get any worse than how you're feeling. You know, that moment on the beach where you're sitting and you're tuning into yourself and you're feeling that loneliness. How many other guys in Dubai do you think are actually feeling exactly the same way, but they're not sitting with that feeling? They refuse to look at that. Yeah. Good, yeah, good question. And also realization actually thinking about it, right? Is like, if I look at a lot of the people that I know there, they're grinding hard. They're grinding very hard. Like they are working, man. Like, you know, Dubai is not a cheap place. It's also, you know, not a place where you can go there and have low standards for yourself in a working business sense. You have to have high standards. You have to be a high performer. But man, you they're not living, right? Like that's the thing is like, you know, you you have to understand that like there's two sides of the, of the coin, you know, and when you go to Dubai, you can only choose the one side, right? Like it's not possible to pull back and enjoy things the way that we do in Bali, for example, you can't do that in Dubai, because everything is very far away from each other, you have to be driving everywhere, you have to then pay twice as much to go and have a very basic experience. You know, it's a very different system there that like, always requires you to be switched on. And there's not much opportunity there to switch off. Mm. And so I think a lot of people are dealing with the same emotions that maybe I felt with, but more will deny and move on and like, you know, kind of ignore it, than sit there and just admit, this is a bit too much, mm-hmm. you know, but it needs to be the right time and place for, for you. you I know. think it's such an important moment because I feel every person has that moment in their yeah. life where they're grinding away, they're on a path. Mm. And one day they're in a quiet moment alone by themselves yeah. and they go, wait a second, I yeah. didn't really choose this or I thought I wanted this, but this isn't it. Yeah. And they fast forward 10 years on that path. And they're so like, I had two moments like that. That was the first. And then we obviously fast forwarding now to coming to Bali. Yes. All right. So the one moment is the realization of what I don't want. Right? because that doesn't necessarily define what you do want right right yeah. so i just realized in that moment i don't want this anymore and i don't know what i want but it's not this it's not this anymore mm-hmm. and so now 24 hours later we're in bali which is so cool you booked the ticket right away three hours later i was taking off from dubai airport i called a buddy of mine come get me um take me home pack a bag take me to the airport that was it three hours later on the plane and so 24 hours later, now I'm here. And I was in Seminyak for about two days. And then somebody said something about um, there's three islands. And I was like, oh, you know what? Actually, cool. Let me go and, you know what? I've got a few days off. Like, let me go check out an island. So anyways, Gilly Tea. I guess the Gilly Tea. And uh, a friend of mine messaged me on Instagram. And she's like, are you doing mushrooms on the island? So I'm like uh i didn't know that they did mushrooms on the island but (laughs) then that opened my eyes to just looking around and they've got these like little mushroom uh, bars surrounding the entire island and 
I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Like, I do love a, a little bit of psilocybin. Like, and I also, I mean, I'm in a place right now where I feel like I do just need to spend that time alone and actually just maybe like just detach a bit, you know, from sitting on a laptop for going, even for coffees. Like, I don't even want a stimulant right now. Like, mm. I just actually want to sit with myself. And I haven't done mushies for so long. Actually, yeah, you know what? I'm in a good environment. And I think the the one thing that scares people is that they're like, oh, I'm not in control. You know, like what if something bad happens? But, you know, the one thing I've always known since my first trip when I was 16, 15, um, is that you are in control. No matter what happens, like you're actually always in control. If something negative happens, for example, you're still in control over that situation. Um, So for me, it was a very comfortable thing to actually say, you know what? I'm going to go and just watch the sun go down, have a mushroom milkshake. And that was it, bro, is that I found myself on the beach. Sun was going down. There was a volcano in the in the uh, in the distance, and as the sun was going down, they lit this massive bonfire next to me. There were two horses galloping across the beach right in front of me. What a moment! What a moment! Honestly, and everything is so divinely synchronized. Every trip, everything, and that was the moment that I realized then what I did want. So. It all, they came very like back to back where it was like this is what I don't want and now this is actually the life that I do want to live on mushrooms every day it's a bit uh, we can we can maybe like space that out a little bit more you know but the elements of sun water sand nature these were things that I'd been so disconnected from for living in Dubai that's you dude there's no natural beauty there like it's a desert it's sand Mm. so you know me spending a lot of time there either in the desert or concrete you know i hadn't really connected with like the earth again i hadn't like actually been near just nature in it's like purest form and then you add a little bit of psilocybin to the mix and all of a sudden like you're really grounded Mm. you're so rooted in that moment and that was the moment where I realized, yeah, dude, you need to let that old part of you die off. Like you need to let that old, that old version of you that was not happy. You can't carry any of those elements into, into this new chapter of your life. So I called my landlord that day. I uh, canceled the lease agreement. I got a friend of mine to also go in there and take some stuff out for me. And here we are, seven months later been pretty wild in these seven months what has bali taught you the most i think it's firstly the people is is maybe the one thing that always stands out to me when i speak about like how bali has changed my life because you know there's just no ego here people have respect for you they have respect for one another they live in good karma um that's a big one that's a huge one dude because when you not even now speaking about Dubai, like as I mentioned to you just now, like I've lived in Portugal, Amsterdam, South Africa. Um, there's just no good karma in most other societies in the world. There's no respect for one another. It's a bit lawlessness out there, you know, and um, coming here has definitely just grounded me a lot more and, you know, made me realize that there needs to be respect and I, dude i've never been a disrespectful person i've always like been really you know good natured to anyone that i know but here it's just really made me appreciate that and 
try and cultivate that more within myself um, towards other people. So yeah, that's one of the things. But um, it's also made me realize that like you don't need much to be happy. And I think also when you are a foreigner and you come here with a foreign currency and you, you know, you're able to maybe buy whatever you want in the sense. Um, and then you see people that actually don't have a lot and they don't make a lot of money. I mean, I found out the other day that average wage is like three and a half million rupiah per month, which is 180 euro. It's 200 euro. That's nuts. You know, so when you see people that don't earn a lot of money like that, and they are so happy and they're still so kind and they choose to still be so nice because it's ingrained in them. Just that's the Balinese way is that there's just respect, kindness, good karma, and they've got a good nature. And so that's also really brought me down to me now living within my means. I don't need to splurge. I don't need to be a big dick with my money here. You know, I think a lot of people do come here and do that. Um, but for me, it's just also made me appreciate what I have, appreciate what I earn. Um, and also see that it doesn't hold much value if you can't be kind mm -hmm. to people and you can't respect people. So yeah, it's been a, a massive thing coming here, just, you know, reaffirming how I treat myself and treat others. Yeah. You know, sometimes people, they do a mushroom trip and they get these insights of how they need to change their life. Yeah. Then they wake up the next day and they're like, hmm, Mm, they they lose yeah. a part of that yeah, frequency yeah, yeah. and i what i love about your story is you haven't lost that frequency it seems to me that you got the downloads you got the message and you integrated the hell out of it for sure for the next seven months yeah and i'm curious was that always is that a part of your personality to really follow through on those intuitions or were you just super ready to commit to this new path that you were able to instantly let go of Dubai, let go yeah. of the old lease and step into the new you? I was desperate. I think that's the thing. Like I, I really, I, I say this to my clients is, you know, change either comes from inspiration or desperation. Mm. And that was it for me. It was like, I was just desperate as fuck. Like I'd really hit a solid low. Mm. Like when I, that moment in Dubai, I hit a solid low where I was just like, and also the paradox between it, right, is I was on the beach in Dubai and then I was actually in that moment of realizing what I don't want. And then at the same time, I was on the beach on Gili right. and realized what I did want, right? So, but if you had to take a photo of each situation and put them next to each other, completely different energy. Yeah, That's the thing is like man-made constructed beach that's it that's all it is here i'm on the island i've got the sun going down with a volcano in front of me what the fuck dude like it was honestly this moment of like i can't believe that i'm i'm living this right now you know um but to go back to your question is it happened out of desperation like i didn't really have anything else to lose but i also realized i've only got to gain like from here you know, the furthest you can fall is the floor. This is what a, my drama teacher used to say to me in high school, you know, like, cool, if you, if you stuff up your lines, remember the furthest, you know, you can fall is the floor and then what? You get back up, mm, you know? I love that. And I've always kept that in the back of my head where, you know, dude, yeah, now you're at a low. Like, this is a new low that you haven't experienced, but yeah, it's the furthest you can fall is the floor. Like, now you need to just decide what are you going to change? Like, what are you going to bring into your life now that, you haven't done before and why haven't you done that so this is where i took on the journey of things like 
regular psilocybin, um, you know, and doing breath work regularly, um, reading a lot more. These are all things that like, you know, yeah, sure, maybe the mushies, you know, occasionally more from, let's say, a trance party, go do some mushies on the weekend, you know, have a bit of fun. But more from, let's say, a nootropic level and more from like a treatment perspective. Like these things, if you just do it once in a little while, knowing that it actually brings you up, you know, and it gives you those moments of clarity and moments where, you know, when you're alone, you can either be stuck inside your own head or you can just unlock the door and actually just like let it all just actually let it flow, you know. So doing that regularly has also been a, a massive game changer for me. But um the other things that I started doing since coming here, reading, it's a simple thing, bro. Like I didn't read, I, when we spoke on the beach a few, two, what, month and a half, two months ago, just before I went to South Africa, you know, I mentioned to you, like I didn't do much reading up until like six months ago, it was seven months ago, it was the first time I'd actually like started picking up a book and educating myself on Eastern philosophy, on, you know, different habit forming methods that I can now start bringing into my life. Um, so that was one of the things that I, I was ready to take on as a challenge because I'd never done it. Breath work. Dude, I am was one of the most distracted people where I can't close my eyes and hold my breath for like more than 30 seconds without opening the eyes, picking up the phone, logging into Instagram, you know. So that was also a major thing for me was to start forcing myself to go into a breath work class. Start, you know, pushing myself to walk into a yoga shala and go and do meditation for an hour um and that was a lot harder than anything else i've ever done it's a lot harder for you to go into a two-hour breath work than it is for you to go and train for an hour and a lot of people especially in my industry they all say my release and my getaway and my time is in the gym you know training that's where i take out all my frustration and that's where um, and that was my mindset, right? It was like, oh no, I give back to myself. I give back to myself every day. I go for an hour. I train really hard. I run, I cycle, I do an Ironman. Um, but then there was also that point where I realized, yeah, but that's also a distraction because you're not sitting with anything spiritual, emotional, or behavioral in a positive sense in the backseat. Like none of that's been addressed. For the past 10 years that you've been chasing this career, You've not prioritized your spiritual and mental health and well-being at all and emotional well-being at all. Um, and those are all the things that I started to get worried about in that moment on the beach where I was like, yeah, dude, you can always go back to the gym. You can always build a six-figure business. You can always run a marathon. But once you lose, let's say, some part of yourself, mm. that's going to be very hard for you to try and unpack at a later stage you know so yeah that was the i think also the one thing that i wanted to start doing was just focusing a little bit more on my spiritual mental well-being since being here i love that and what i see in that is responding to life's call it's like life was calling you to a new moment yeah okay you've done the physical transformations we need you to focus on the spiritual exactly. transformation and you responded to the call which takes courage, which takes decision. Yeah. So many people, they, they, and it's, just, it's a quiet call as well. It's not going to be screaming in your head unless you get to a point of desperation and you heard the call, you followed through on it. Yeah. 
there's a few things you mentioned which I loved, which was doing psilocybin in a ceremonial way. Yeah. Once a month is what I like to do. And I see it as a calibration for the soul. No matter how good or bad life is going, you can get a tune-up. You can get some extra sure. insights from this mushroom energy that will show you a more zoomed out perspective of your life. And it's like looking at yourself in the maze and you're like, oh, I keep banging against this door. If I just take this right shortcut here and then, oh, okay. And yeah. the door opens, you know, and you unlock the next level. Is that how you see it as well? That's exactly how I see it, man. And um, I, you know, this is why I said, you know, you can either let it snowball in a negative sense or a positive sense, but like, you know, you still need to, I think, show up for it regardless. And, you know, in the sense of, let's say, doing like psilocybin or, you know, kind of having that ceremonial uh, experience once a month, I look at it as kind of like topping me up a bit, you mm. know, and not like, not in the like druggy sense, um, but more in the, you need to show up and have that space for yourself and open the door once in a while and just let out let let out some old air and let in some fresh air yeah you know that's thing it's just Ooh, just open that. the door just open the door and let's get some fresh air in here yeah that's how i see it you know where you're not in a chaotic environment right like and even if you were you'd be in in control enough to leave and go and do something that you enjoy but you know when you're on an island on mushies it's very hard to not have a good experience and that's what i look forward to you know great i'm gonna go away for two days put the phone off i've booked a place that has a hammock i've got my book and you know what i don't need anything else it's your happy place it's just my happy place you know so for me i've found that happy place you know a lot of people i think don't have that yet maybe you know so that's why there's still that's a negative connotation um you know with doing something like psilocybin because they haven't found let's say the right place the right time or the right circumstance for that to be conducive in a positive mm -hmm. manner mm -hmm. um like a little side story i i went to the island about three months ago and there's a guy that had just moved from dubai uh to changu and i wasn't really friends with him i'd met him once in dubai but I said, look, dude, welcome to, to Bali. Um, I'm here if you need anything. But I'm actually going to an island this weekend. And I'm not going to be partying. I'm not going to be like, you know, getting wasted. But I am going to just, you know, be having a little bit of time to myself, do some mushrooms and, you know, write, journal, read. And so would you like to come with? And he's like, oh, yeah, cool, sweet. We're going to a party island. I'm like, you can party like that's totally fine but for me i know what i'm going for so anyways he's never done mushrooms before so we get to the island and we both have a nice little mushroom milkshake watch watch the sun go down chills i said bro don't also don't overthink it here you know don't expect anything either go with it like don't expect all of a sudden it's not like a line of coke you know what I mean? Like, because I think that's, that was also his expectation. You know, he comes from that party lifestyle. Um, and so he's like, oh yeah, but I've never taken this drug before. I'm like, first mistake, it's not a drug, it's a medicine, right? So let's just reframe how we see this. Yeah. Um, and so 
already from the get-go there's just parts of me that are like this wasn't a good idea you know but you do you boo you know what i mean like i'm i'm gonna stay in my lane try and have a good time with you um and then we started cycling back home and the chain fell off his bike chain fell off the bike and he freaked out dude freaked out okay so i'm just like buddy um it's just a chain don't worry i got it i'll fix it it's okay but by then i'm also tripping a bit you know so um i put the chain back on and two minutes later the seat kind of like conks out a bit so anyways now i turn back and i see this dude and he has kicked the bike to the ground he's walking away from the bike in the opposite direction and he's like ah oh, these mushrooms are making me go crazy i'm like yeah this is where i identified that there's an internal problem here it's not mushrooms right like this is where i started to see how it can snowball in a really negative sense or it can snowball in a really good sense but the only thing that dictates that is actually internally what's going on with you right it's not the mushrooms the mushrooms don't do bad things to you it's just you that has unresolved issues right and you have not faced those yet you have not sat down with yourself and done the emotional and perhaps spiritual heavy lifting right because had you done that you would actually be approaching those situations regardless whether you're mushrooms or not in a very different sense it's just a chain mm. it's just the saddle but that immediate frustration and mm -hmm. that immediate anger and that outburst you know when i saw that from an outsider's perspective i realized how much growth had happened within myself because that was a mirror of who i was seven or eight years ago when I was taking lots of steroids and competing in bodybuilding shows. That was a complete mirror of me. And then that made me sit with myself afterwards and just be like, whoa, you've really come a long fucking way, bro. Like that's the, I, in that moment, I had so much power with myself and I was like, whoa, dude, like as much as you pity this dude and like you wish him the best, there was so much like energy within myself in that moment where I was like, whoa, dude, that's a mirror of you and you have seriously come a long, long way. Um, but, you know, had I, let's say, not taken the psilocybin that evening, I wouldn't have looked at it in that sense. I probably would have actually gotten a little bit frustrated with him because he was just being a little bit of a dick. Um, so I like that it can just open up just a, a next level of thinking or a next level of perceiving something yeah yeah which which is why i like to do that once in a while because then i can look at what's bothering me at the moment or what's going on in my life at the moment that i need a soundboard i need a soundboard myself mm. and maybe myself on the psilocybin is then that second opinion that i actually need yes yeah oh i love that yeah that's like my that's it i don't need another person to soundboard i need to soundboard with myself but on a slightly different level of consciousness yes yes yeah. i feel like it's connecting to your higher self yeah on these that's trips it. yeah your most ideal compassionate calm kind self and they see your life through a totally different prism than your human avatar self exactly yeah. and in the trip you merge with it yeah or you get access to the insights of your higher self and you're like, ah, okay, I could look at this relationship differently. Or, exactly. ah, I do need to go forgive that person. Or I need to go apologize to that person. 
and it's like everyone is a mirror for everything and yeah it's also interesting that with your friend his frustration led to more frustration so f- when i see that the exactly. bike saddle exactly. seat is breaking to me it's not a random occurrence it's no. a direct reflection to his internal state the chain coming off it's just life mirroring back exactly what's going on within yeah that's it the bike is broken yeah how are you going to react that's the question yeah the bike is broken and i looked at that as it didn't break with me but it broke with you and the way that you responded showed me that you're broken it was very representational of what was going on in this dude's life and that evening we sat on the beach and he looked at me just before this had happened and he's like dude you know what thank you for giving me your time because no one else gives me their time and you know i know that i've got problems and i know that like i'm not an easy person to deal with um so i really appreciate this moment you know like watching the sun go down with you you're a really cool guy and i was like that was the most sincere thing i'd heard from this guy in the past two days Hmm. otherwise the rest i was watching him just be so disrespectful to people bro like when i go somewhere awesome how are you doing you know what i mean if like even if you don't speak indonesian that's also okay but you can also just be nice and here people were asking him how he's doing and he would just completely ignore them and i'm like oh i I don't want to say that i regret bringing you here but like you don't want it to reflect on you yeah that's the thing we're both checking into the same accommodation even though we have different bookings i don't actually want to be your mate you know but like now that we're here i'll indulge i'll be you know i'll I'll be your friend um and then just to have that moment that he would never have had without me right he would never have just taken a moment to just be still on a beach watch the sun go down with a fire with horses galloping you know like that's why i went back i keep on going back to that exact place because like every time i go there i get that fix we're gonna have to go there man oh dude i need to take you there it's it's (laughs) like it's just it's on sunset beach so it faces the sunset directly and the volcano is right next to it and the thing is there's this tree and the branches are in like a u shape Hmm. right and in between the u branches that's where you see the volcano so it's perfectly framed Ah. and then you got the sunset over here and you've just then there's horses galloping bro like i cannot explain how fast they're going on this beach and then they start this big bonfire and it's just a perfect beautiful moment that like it could be pissing with rain Mm. and it would still just be the most beautiful moment and so me and this guy sitting there and uh then he said that to me and he turned to me and it was just i really was like there is a good person in you there's a really good person in you you know and like then 10 minutes later then that happens where he just freaks out and it's i don't want to like start labeling people bipolar and this and that there's just things that need to be worked through you know he needs to work through things on his own without actually psilocybin and without you know partying for a couple of weeks or months we'll just give it up bro you know what i mean stopping so distracted because that was the the one thing that i identified was you are just distracting yourself constantly from doing the inner work that at some point you're gonna have to sit with and do and you know unfortunately as i said with inspiration or desperation it's going to be a lot harder when you're desperate because that's when you've hit a low and you have to climb the fuck out you know whereas Mm. when you're inspired 
generally there's already momentum you're already heading in the right direction you're surfing a wave you that's it you're surfing a wave dude like there's a little bit of energy behind you i'm inspired cool this is going to be difficult but i'm really driven towards this whereas desperation you don't even know where to start don't even know where to start you have to literally hope and pray that life throws things at you that give you some direction that was it for me it was like i could have booked a flight to China that day and you and I would not be sitting in this room I could have gone back to South Africa you know I could have gone back to Portugal with my dog you know and then be isolated in the Algarve by myself with no friends no family like but I was at that moment where just let life throw signals at me and let me go with it you know don't think too much about it and you listen to the signal dude if you were in a really deep hole Okay, and you couldn't see out the top, mm -hmm. right? So let's say you're 10 meters deep and you can't see people looking in and you really want to get out and someone throws a rope down, okay? You don't know who threw the rope down. You don't actually know if they're going to let go of that rope while you're climbing up, right? There's actually a lot of liability in climbing up that rope, but you're going to climb that rope because you have no other options. And that was where I was at, where it was like, yeah, Bali, cool. That's the first rope, you know, then, uh, yeah, someone mentioned an island. You know, what? I'm not going to overthink it too much. Yeah, let's go to the island. You know, oh, I'm on the island. Someone said I, I should do mushrooms. Well, shit. I mean, now I'm a really small person on a small island in a small part of Indonesia. And you know what I mean? That's also a very small part of the world. Um, and I'm about to take mushrooms and my family doesn't know where I am. <laughs> I've never been to this place. I don't know what happens when the sun goes down. Go with it. Yeah, cool. You know, that's it. And then having this thought of calling the landlord and just saying, buddy, I'm out. Mm -hmm. You know, go with it. That's it. Don't overthink things. Don't. Str if something stresses you out, you need to walk away immediately. Whether it's a person, business contract, client anything if it causes you stress walk away from it and that's what i that's i think what i started doing that's a great rule so yeah. if something stresses you out walk it's not away worth from it. it it's not worth it in no way shape or form is anything worth stress nothing like nothing it stresses me out that i'm obviously not with my mom i mean yeah bro she's getting a little bit older i don't get to see her as often i do worry about her safety she's in south africa it's the worst crime rate in the world i worry about her but is it worth me sitting and stressing out about it? Mm. You know, like if it stresses you out, go, go, go back, you know, but don't carry that negative energy and don't allow anything to influence that. Obviously, if let's say you have a sick parent or you have something that requires you to work over, over hours, you have to work. It causes you lack of sleep. You've got two kids. They're not stopping fucking crying the whole day. You know, like I understand, bro, it's not as easy done as it is said but we're talking about me here you know i put boundaries in place where i was like okay this person i'm not going to speak to anymore because their energy is just low every time i speak to them complain about this complain about that they're unhappy can i live my life the same without that person and actually cultivate new energy by only affiliating myself with people with good energy yes i can so that's what i started doing you know, 
I love that. I love that you brought up boundaries because it's something that's been a huge lesson for me as well. And I'm curious, does it, is it easy or hard for you to cut people out of your life that you realize you do not resonate with anymore or that they're draining your energy? 100%. Um, yeah, it's a very recent way of living, dude. Um, I don't speak to my brother, my sister, as much as I love and I miss my dad, they're a reflection of him. You know, we're short-tempered. You can't have a normal conversation with them without them finding something and attacking attacking it. You know, or you can't give criticism, not even criticism, an opinion, without it coming across as criticism. Um, you know, so that was a big thing for me. It was also, wow, you, you're cutting off like your family here. But blood doesn't mean family this is something that i realized like i've got friends that i love more and that i have more respect for and that have been there for me more than my own brother and my own sister have you know so cutting people off is not something that i think anyone should just go and do i think you should think about that i think you should try and salvage that relationship as much as you can before you you do that because like yeah, once you write someone off, bro, you have to actually do it for good. Not, I'm not going to speak to you for a few weeks or a few years. I'm not going to speak to you until you come right. You know, it's like, no, right now, I'm putting myself first. Don't think about other people. Think about yourself. Is this person cultivating the same energy that you want in your life? No? Well, then you just need to accept that they're just another human being on their own journey. And right now, they're operating at a very different frequency to you. And dude if you if let's say you have one whole opening in a room and all you're putting in the room is shit at some point the room's going to start stinking right and that's that's you you need to make sure that you're only bringing in good people good energy and that's not easier done than said it is easier done that's the thing like it's it's so easy to actually say i'm done with this I am done with this. I'm done with you. I'm done with this environment. And that thing is not just writing off people. It's places. It's triggers. Yeah. Every Friday evening, you go out and you get absolutely shit-faced to impress who? You know, so those are things I had to stop doing as well. Was stop going around to certain places or hanging around a certain crowd because I then started choosing myself. And... Now, I've probably, and I, I, this also extends to my groomsmen at my wedding, five of my best mates, just one left. The rest of them still want to party. You're 33, 34, 35, still doing fucking drugs every weekend. You know, there's been no progression whatsoever. So only one of them is still my homie. You know, and we're not looking at like, oh, that, well, they were my mates and my, my groomsmen 10 years ago. I got married two years ago. This is very recent. And it's not me saying I have a problem with you. I don't have a problem with anyone. I love all of these guys so much. They've been my best friends for 20 years. I've got only love and respect for them. But it's not that they've done anything wrong. It's about me just choosing myself and the habits, the structures, you know, the things that I want in my life. I want those to be conducive towards better mental health, spiritual well-being, you know, emotional well-being um, and yeah, physical health, you know, like 
if you hang around a room of five really unhealthy people, you're going to be the sixth one, you know? So that took a lot to set boundaries and not even just boundaries with friends and my siblings, but also with someone like my mom. Love my mom. But I see that she does not have a lot of, and this is not me speaking for, and I don't like throw her under a bus here. Um, but I see my mom now as another human being. I don't see my mom as my mom with motherly duties and roles and responsibilities. I'm 31 now. You don't need to speak to me like son. Speak to me like adult, you know, like adult to adult here. And since I started putting boundaries within my own life, I can now have conversations with my mom about how she can also, let's say, set herself free from stresses that she has at 61 years old. That's not, at 61, you should not be stressing. At 61, you should not be stressing about absolutely anything. You should be enjoying your life. You should be enjoying the lot, not the last years, but I can tell you my mom's got a, an abundant amount of time left. But this is the time where you want to stress less. You want to enjoy life more. You've worked your whole life to get to where you are. So when I see certain things stress my mom out, the first thing I look at is what's the boundary that's been put in place for that, you know? So it's also nice for me to have these conversations with her adult to adult because the main cause of stress, unhappiness, poor health, it's lack of setting boundaries. Setting boundaries is actually the one thing that should be taught in school. Mm. Mm. People are unhealthy and get diseases because of poor health because they don't set boundaries with their social circle they don't set boundaries with their family when they're sitting at a table guys you know what? we're not going to be eating this shit from now on we're actually going to be putting boundaries in place here to be healthier happier and we can live longer together i see it as uh, raising your standards as well it's dude that this is the thing that i said to myself going forward you are going to have higher standards for yourself yeah that's it where in your life currently do you feel like your boundaries are being tested or your standards are being tested by the universe? My focus. Mm. My focus. I'm still struggling with that. It's very easy for me to focus and distraction. That's, I think, the, the, the main area where I know that I have endless opportunity to be as successful as I want but it's just easier to get on the scooter and go and check out a waterfall, <laughs> right? Like, that's the thing. It's like, but then again, I'm very kind with myself on that, where, but you, that's still the part that you're struggling with. There's still that little egoic part of you that's like, success, success, money, business, you know, whereas, but your heart's calling you to go and look at the waterfall. That's the thing, right? chill bro you, you've got the rest of your life to reach whatever level of success you want but in this moment are you distracted or actually is there just something else that you want to go and do which is going to make you happier right and so i've i've come to terms with it because i don't like labeling myself bro i don't i hate when people say i've i've got anxiety it's like no you just get anxious feelings from time to time bro you know you haven't been to a doctor no one fucking labeled you and even so it's like there's a thousand symptoms of depression and anxiety and you know so you know when people label themselves something you start living in that 
way of living and way of thinking, right? So true. So yeah. true. Let's... I was going through a depression a couple of years ago. And the moment I stopped telling that story mm. of I am depressed mm -hmm. or I am depressed because of this, yeah. or this and such happened to me. The moment I stopped telling that story, the depression started going away. Yeah. This, dude, it does my head in, bro. And the like, events didn't change that led to that. Yeah. The, the traumas or the disappointments. No, for sure. Same exact situation, different perspective. That's it, dude. So, you know, I don't label myself as distracted or as OCD or I just like to be a neat person. That doesn't mean I'm OCD. I just like my shit to be clean, in order. It's a conducive environment to my headspace, you know, when I want to start working i do like my table to be neatly put together i'm not gonna label myself as ocd you know i like the bed to be made because a bed should be fucking made do you know what i mean like the i don't leave things lying around just because that's that indicates that you're a mess simple you know so it's the same thing with my diligence and my high standards when it comes to work that then the second I feel like I'm not meeting a high standard, all of a sudden I'm a distracted person or I'm not focused. Or But these are all things that actually I'm just so used to hearing from my fucking teachers back in school. That's it. Damien did really, really well this year. We are so happy to have him in the class. But we must note that he is distracted and that he is this. And, and it's like, well, that's where you carry that shit from, you know, is actually like other labels that were put on you as a kid. You know, like I could still choose to live in that. Uh, I've always been a distracted person, even when I was in school. Maybe you were a curious person. Uh, maybe I was curious or maybe just that learning method just didn't resonate with me to the point where I didn't switch on in your class because I wasn't interested in geometry. And what kid is focused 12 hours nonstop That's a it. day? You know, I would love to have seen all my teachers in school, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can tell you right now, like, who is focused? You know, like, what is focused? Like, just, you know, it's, it's, what is lack of that, right? Like, there's just your own standards. It's just your own standards. And I think sometimes when you create the standard, you've created it, right? Like, there's obviously metrics to levels of success, right? So for example, there's a standard of your quarterly target is 10,000, 20,000. Like, you know, if you don't meet that, then sure, it's a measurable way of saying, well, did you set the standard too high? Did you not work too hard? But it's almost like the second that the levels don't match exactly, you're a failure, or like, you're just not diligent, or you're just not. But for me, I've just learned to accept that my 100% is my 100%. And that doesn't, that doesn't actually have like a, a measurement on it. Like, if I give 100% for three hours, and then I go on the scooter for an hour to go and check out a waterfall. And then after that, I'm driving home. And I'm like, Oh, you know what, actually, I do have things to do when I get home, like I need to obviously upload this video, and I need to like, edit this, and I need to do client programming. Yeah, but I'll, I'm just going to go and get reflexology first. And then I'm going to go home and, you know, it's like, then all of a sudden now you've gone and done the waterfall, you've gone and done reflexology. Now you get home, you're like, shit, now I'm really behind. Like, but actually, no, you're not like, you just chose to do things that actually, what are you working so hard for? You're working hard so you can afford to be in Bali, to have a scooter, to go and look at really beautiful things, to then also go and give back to your body to go and do some reflexology on the way home. As long as you're not disappointing anyone as long as you 
there for your clients when they need you, you're still doing your job, then go easy on yourself if it's not always go, 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 go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, like take the time off. I believe that you should work way less than work. Like I think you should have more chill time and more time to yourself to discover yourself, to enjoy life, to enjoy the nature and the beauty that life has to offer. Then you should be staring at a screen. Yeah, we live in these screens and I notice when I look back at my years and months, the memories that stick with me are those random moments of let's go check out the waterfall. Exactly. And the hours and hours spent working on the laptop, they blur. They become this one amorphous thing. Yeah. It's the spiky moments of, ooh, I yeah. did this new thing. I learned this new skill. I went to a class that I've never gone to before. I have went to have a deep conversation with a friend. Those are the memories that stick. And it yeah. makes me realize, okay, if that's what my brain is choosing to highlight, there's something to that. Pay attention. For sure. Yeah. That's, I mean, that kind of summarizes my entire Bali experience. You know, but I've still, going back to your questions, like what are the things that I'm still, you know, kind of struggling with? It's now coming to Bali and transitioning from that go, go, go mindset to now digital nomad living in abundance life mm. and i found that very that's been the biggest challenge for me is like okay yeah you can now just wear shorts and slops every day and you know you can kind of just go train at an outdoor gym and you can go and eat really nice food out of like little fitness cafe you know outdoors and you know like live a really abundant lifestyle but to still be a boss mm -hmm. and to still be a business owner mm -hmm. i've found to be very challenging and like i don't hide that from my clients i don't hide that from myself like i've i do really struggle to be a business owner here because there's that part of me that wants to go and explore all the time and go and do cool things and then my my justification is well as long as there's 5g there i can do my work there right but you know then you stop separating business and freedom like i really do still feel that like if you want to be a business owner, you need to actually be very strict and still very diligent yeah. with yourself. But now when you're doing that in paradise and you're working from a cafe and you, while you're busy working, you're sipping on a coconut. And, you know, after that, then you go for a nice little walk on the beach. I've just found it to be a little bit too blurred for me where I've just struggled to like say, well, this is my business office space. This is my business and office time, you know, and then this is my free time. Um, so I'm working on that. Like, uh, dude, I'm actively working on that, you know, and this is why, for example, I've gone up to Ubud and you see in the villa that I'm staying in, you know, I've isolated myself away from distractions. Yeah. And that works for me. You know, I've had to, I've had to go through this to now realize that you can be here, but for the five days a week, you need to go and isolate yourself in a beautiful place, but a place with no distractions and no easy to go and do things, right? Like I'm about 25 kilometers out of the city center in Ubud. So, you know, just zipping down the road quickly for a quick little coffee, I can't just do that, bro. It's uncomfortable to sit on a bike for an hour and a half a day. So, you know, that's where now I did my shopping and also I haven't cooked in the past seven months since being here. This is now my first self-catering place. And it was so nice to just go to a supermarket, 
go buy meat and go and cook it on a pan and sit there and enjoy it it really made me just realize this is actually now the next step for you so you need to kind of isolate yourself a little bit away from the noise to focus on building a a brand but also just reconnect with normal human things like cooking not eating out all the time that was a huge thing that i've missed i love cooking bro and like when i made my first piece of steak the other day i was just like oh unreal there's something special about eating food that you prepared there's an energy to it for sure and a process to it i'm so glad you brought up isolation because it's one of the I call it solitude. Yeah, it's solitude, like yeah. When you go into this monk mode, or not even monk mode specifically, but just a solitary time yeah. to yourself, yeah. and you've pre-decided, I'm not going out. It gets you high. I'm not meeting anyone for the yeah. next four days. Yeah, It's just work, or it's just one focus. It, it's like you're giving yourself permission to immerse yourself in one thing. And I've noticed I enjoy work so much when I can immerse myself in it Mm. when i'm not checking the social media or allowing texts to pull me out of it or invitations and then i leave the weekend or a specific day okay this is my social time this is where i get to hang out with everyone and do whatever needs to get done that's outside that context that container do you so i mean one of the things that like i I didn't understand solitude until I spent loads of time being alone, right? Like I didn't understand, I didn't understand the idea of like being lonely and being alone. Yeah. Right. And then there was this other concept of solitude. Okay. So like being alone, being lonely, and then there's solitude. And, you know, I spent the past now two years just traveling this is a moment that I had on Gilly. Actually, this is the same, this is the exact same the same night actually so i'm speaking to this guy on the beach mm-hmm. this is the this was the this exact same night that i had this moments of, of realization of what i wanted and i was speaking to this guy and he we were speaking about my my travels like how i ended up there um and i said to him straight up i was like dude like i just feel alone like that's it like the reason why i'm here is just like I don't know, like I just needed to kind of have some time to myself to just really figure it out because right now, like I'm just fucking feeling alone. And he looked at me and he looked at me dead in the eyes and he was like, you're never alone. And I was like, whoa, bro, like you can't even, you don't even understand like how the hairs stood up on my body when he said that because like it was just so powerful. He's like, you're never alone, never alone. And like, to this day i just like i you know you know what he means by it but you still haven't did he mean that in a spiritual sense in a spirit in a definitely in a spiritual sense but also you're never alone like here me and this guy is we're sitting there speaking to each other we had only met each other half an hour before and we're having a conversation you're never alone you if you are feeling alone you can start speaking to a complete stranger but then sometimes people feel lonely in the most populated places they're surrounded by people well this is it right like this was this was me is that like you know i'm in the gym i've got gym friends there i've got my clients you know or 70 of them that you know i speak to on a daily and weekly basis like i call my mom i speak to my friends on the phone like you know i sit in coffee shops all the time like i'm never um without people 
but I was so alone. Like I really was just like, and also the, I think the craziest thing was for the first few years of my career competing, people standing up, clapping, you know, like getting that validation, being a, an athlete for supplement brands and, you know, like all of this, you know, which really hyped me up. I never wanted to ever accept the fact that I could feel alone. You know, like I've always had so much attention. Like there've been people that have kissed my ass for years, you know, or like people that have always stayed in my, like my corner. Um, there's always been people. And so I always felt that, but I never wanted to accept that I could be someone that despite being around so many people that like, I was still alone. Like I was still deeply unhappy. You know, you don't even want to say that. You don't even want to accept that. You never even want to accept that like, you know, there's an there's a, a chance that you could be fucking depressed or that you could be inherently unhappy with who you are no matter what you do you know here's me looking for validation through competing and bodybuilding shows and doing an Ironman and doing an ultra marathon double marathon you know like donating to charity going and doing this like there's all these things that I had achieved or done or done with good intention that you know you then once you've done all of it you're like, well, was that all running away from something? Was mm -hmm. that running towards all of those things? Like, were you running all, through all of that because you were highly passionate and driven to actually do it? I hate running, dude. There's not one part of me that enjoys running. Not one part. Dude. I don't enjoy the first kilometer. I don't enjoy the last kilometer, right? And when I said this to my coach, he was like, well, then it's clear you're just, you're running away from from something because the the people that run towards they enjoy it mm. you know and here's me that's doing it but not enjoying it doing it to prove that i can do it doesn't mean that i'm doing it because i enjoy it it's doing it to prove that i can do it but why am i seeking to prove anything what am i running away from or what am i like what am i what's the root cause of me trying to prove things to other people and was it the loneliness did you figure out what that thing was it was just to not be alone like that's the thing it's just to not even though the running is a very lonely thing the bodybuilding is a lonely thing the iron man is a lonely thing like all of these things that i was doing was alone they weren't team sports they weren't you know i wasn't a team player from the days when i used to even play squash you know like um but these were all just distractions for me not sitting down and just being like dude what is going on and in that moment when i came to bali i was just like now's the time and the space for you to sit with that and figure it out yeah and then i did breath work yes let's talk about that because you had a very powerful first yeah. breath work experience in bali it was one of the craziest things I've, I mean, dude, I still do it, you know, so it's, it's one of the continuously best things that I've, I've ever brought into my life because the old me would have laughed. I would honestly like, dude, a Saturday night, I'm sitting there in my apartment with my angel cards on the bed. What the <laughs> fuck has happened? You know, like if you had said to me a year ago, Damien, in a year, you're going to be on Bali. Saturday evening, you're going to have all your angel cards spread out in the bed. <laughs> Having just come from a breathwork class, you're wearing white linen pants. <laughs> okay, bro. Like, 
and your eyes are closed and right now you're just waving your hand over these cards <laughs> you know waiting for one energy to pop out at you and then you're going to sit there and you're going to read the, the description of these cards and you are then going to go to sleep that evening with the, sh the snow globe having been shaken and you're going to be asking yourself all these philosophical questions <laughs> right um what is the meaning of this and anyways so it's just funny how things have changed but breathwork for me was something that i never would have done and so i was on bali for a week it was the first the first time i came it was the the holiday or like the getaway from dubai and first chapter the first of the chapter. new quest that's it so i was here for now a week and i met up with a friend of mine from dubai she came here on holiday that week as well so we went out for lunch and like we were just speaking and she's like dude i'm actually not listening to you because like you're just not there you're not present like what a great friend yeah. to speak truth like that yeah I, dude i've got so much love for her bro she's really a really special friend and um she was just like dude you need to just go do some breath work and like you need to actually just sit with this now for a bit like you know here for you but you're a bit lost you know and she was there seeing how i was living in dubai she obviously like you know we would go for coffee there and I'd, I'd say to her like i don't know if i should go back to sa i don't know if i should stay here things are good but it's not my favorite you know and she's like well bro things are looking a little bit like up in the air at the moment you need to just ground yourself so then we meet up in bali she says i know this really great person that i did breath work with the other day you should meet her um so that's where i then found myself walking to yoga shala on a saturday evening um and i went and walked in there and there was 15 chicks and like two dudes and i'm like oh you are so out of depth right now like this is so not you bro like you know everyone is just looking so zen and here i'm just so shaken up <laughs> like i'm just lost you know what i mean like like i literally even when i walked in there i was like mm, i think i'm lost this is uh this is not the right place but you know what then i especially when it's it's so far off from the way i've been living sitting there and uh, ah, ah, like these are not things that any of my friends do it's nothing that my family do i don't know anyone in cape town or where i'm from amsterdam portugal dubai no one does this shit so i'm feeling like i'm in a very i'm in the wrong place right now you know that's how i would have perceived it at least you know it was like oof, this is a bit too hippie right everyone inverted commas hippies that you know are they, they've lost them they've lost it you know but no they're finding it right they found it mm. this is what i needed to reshape how i thought mm -hmm. was everyone says oh well they're dancing around the sun the moon the stars they've lost their minds right but i don't know it looks like the sun the moon and the stars are like the elements of fucking life and dancing around a fire you're dancing you're having a good time there's fire that's a beautiful thing it's life you know like if you're really, tuning in you're tuning into the frequency this is it right and i would have always been like oh this is a bit too hippie for me so i never went down that route this is why i never did any of the emotional spiritual heavy lifting it's easier to just go to the gym so i walk into this place and you know ellen iggy they are such incredible people they're a couple um and for just that that was it bro yeah i don't i don't even know how to put it into words you know like it was such a unique experience that what were your expectations going into it 
this then... is fucking ridiculous and <laughs> like i'm gonna struggle to disconnect uh-huh. that's it right it's like i'm gonna be too stuck in my own head for this to work and this was the craziest shit it was on my way there on the scooter i i said to myself what are you doing this for like what is the what is the thing that you want to walk out of here optimistically what do you want to actually get from this and i just the first thing that came up was acceptance i said to myself i just want to accept myself accept that like life doesn't work out the way that you know you wanted to all the time um accept love from other people stop pushing back you know accept the the faults in other people and start accepting them but like the word acceptance was just kind of like the general this is what i want to walk out there with some peace of mind on another word for acceptance is surrender Mm, i love that yeah right which conveniently is tattooed on my leg right so i walk in and now there's angel cards oracle cards okay Okay, so uh, before you sit down, just come and get an oracle card. You can read um, on that after the class, or you can read on it now. And I pick up the card, acceptance. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck off. No ways. No ways. So now I'm like, okay, well, that's purely coincidental, right? The, here's the egoic part of me still saying this is purely, that's purely coincidental. But I bought into it. I was like, you know what, actually, okay. Maybe I should just actually just drop it a bit, drop the guard and just go with this. So, you know, Iggy explains uh, how we're going to do the breath work and says it's going to be about 30 minutes of like heavy breathing. And then we're going to integrate that into a softer breathe. And, uh, you know, that's kind of like proverbially taking the pull for like the 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And then that integration period, that other 15 minutes afterwards is when the pull fucking kicks in, you know. Uh. Um, It's where then visions, messages, downloads, um, you know, come to you. So for, you know, the the 30 minutes of that really heavy, heavy breathing, I was experiencing my body vibrate. I was experiencing my body spasm. I was like, whoa, this is, this is a really, really strange feeling. Um, And then things come to you. And, you know, you can either sit with it, but at some point you need to return to your breath. And also don't, when things come to you, don't hold on to attaching a meaning to that. Cool, that came to me, great, let's let go of it, let's keep breathing, you know, let's keep going deeper. And about a week before that, the girl that I was telling you about now, my friend, after that lunch, we went to a, and I'm going to come back to the breath work, but you know, that evening we went to a talk by Martin O'Toole, who's the author of How to Die Happy. And this was a reading of his book, How mm-hmm. to Die Happy. If you had to say to me, what are the top five books? This is going to be one of them that I've read. And it's not about literally how to die happy. It's actually just about acceptance, gratitude, living in the moment. And one of the things that he got us to do that evening was write our um uh what is it when you i've just lost the word it's um when you die and someone's reading out your um euph- euph- euphemism you know you uh eulogy eulogy there we go sorry um so he got us to write out our eulogy right euphemism <laughs> <laughs> lol um no so you know 
I wrote out this eulogy and I've actually, I've got it in my bag. Yeah. Let's read it. Should we read it? Yes. Yeah. Let's get it out. Let's do it. Yeah. We're about to go deep, man. Okay. So give me a, a hot moment to, to find it. But basically I wrote this eulogy and I'll relate how this kind of comes back to you know the the breath work write your own eulogy here we go here we go now now this is going to obviously put a lot into perspective of a lot of what we've spoken about up until this point and you know the, the reason why i i journal is because these are things that i don't want to say to somebody else i don't want to speak about these things like journaling i think is one of the most personal things that you can do um which is why you're reading it out loud to us which I, yeah because the thing is like this is something that you know your own eulogy is how you want other people to remember you yeah. right so i hope that anyone listening to this remembers me like this you know because yeah it's very reflective of who i think i am so okay here we go and then i'm going to relate how this came about in the in the breathwork Damien was a good person, imperfect in many ways. He always had good intentions and a good nature and heart. Behind closed doors, he struggled to be happy. He never found the peace he was looking for, no matter what country he was in. A testament to Damien's character, he never felt the need to hide who he really was. An open book who sometimes never knew when to shut up, which is one of the things you could always appreciate about him, was that he would always articulate how he truly felt, just like his father uh damien had a hard shell a privileged life and upbringing didn't stop or mask any of the abuse or trauma he endured during his childhood damaged goods or not he always tried to prove that despite all the negativity experienced he could still respect others and be a mensch damien lived a life of the fullest he always tried to see the light at the end of the tunnel and if he couldn't then at least he knew how to start a fire and stay put Damon will be remembered for more than just health and fitness, but also the impact uh, he made in other people's lives, personally and professionally. Damon knew how to get the best out of others and make them feel loved, appreciated, and valued. Sometimes he spoke more than he listened, but he never took that never took away from his good intentions. Uh, Damon always looked forward to and equally feared the day this would be read out to others. Not because of the message or the words, but because, just like most funerals, it would be a day to bring people together, which Damien loved to do. But a sad day because everyone he loves but himself would be there. Hmm. Yeah, deep. Yeah, a sad day, there's no doubt about it. The world lost someone who appreciated every breath and moment that was given to him. So, that's my eulogy. So if anyone, if I do ever die then you can literally just yeah, write that out and uh because i can tell you i'm taking this to the fucking grave dude <laughs> you know what i mean this journal ain't gonna see the light of day um and so now i'm at this breath work and now we've just done the breath work and was that quite deep by the way was that like quite a deep yes i love it okay okay yeah so the first time i read it out you know what i mean like no one else has had the privilege well thank you for sharing mm. that with us of ever even looking in that journal um so now we've just done this breath we're integrating now got like a good 15 minutes of just uh letting it sink in you know going back to normal breath but now like letting the penny drop letting the pull kind of open up and just you know the the the, the breath the lungs are the body's natural toolkit mm -hmm. right and 
it's incredible what it can do what like what can happen just off breath and oxygen you know like, what i read it's it's a, like a mini dmt trip it dude 100 percent, 100 percent. and so, then the downloads start coming through so this was the thing is that all of a sudden i i see my mom and my mom is just dressed in white with her blonde hair there's this white light around her. she's an absolute fucking angel my mom is still alive um but just to see her there the most perfect thing i've ever seen and then there's my dad that that comes next to her and then my best friends my other best friends like now i've got everyone lined up in front of me and they're all looking down at me smiling and i realized that there was a disconnect that you're you're in a different dimension here like you're in a but i'm seeing all of you but there's no i can't speak i can't you know um and then what i've actually kind of like realized from that was you're at your own fucking funeral Mm. holy shit everyone's there but you everyone that you love is in the same room you brought them all together but you ain't there and like i just remember getting home that evening and just calling every single one of them and just being like fuck i love you you know, like it was such a powerful thing for me to, I, dude, I had never experienced anything. Like, bro, I've taken mushrooms for like 15 years. You know what I mean? Like I've never experienced, I had a moment like that. I'd never had a moment like that where I was just like, whoa, you've just experienced what it's going to be like when you're dead. Holy shit. You got, you've just experienced all the love that people have for you. Wow. You've just felt that. Like I felt that so much. It was the first time that like my body had ever heated up from love. Like, whoa, mm. whoa, all the people that are so important and dear to you will all be there one day. And that's going to really fucking suck that you're not there. But you've just experienced that right now. And like, you just give, give that love back to them. Just be there for them. This is also why like a huge part of me always wants to consider going back to South Africa because my mom's there. She's my queen. You know what I mean? She's my everything. So... You know, it's, yeah, it's like pretty, pretty powerful to go through an experience like that. Um, and for you to walk away from it and not integrate that into your life. How can you not integrate? Like, I immediately got home and journaled. Dude, I, I journal three pages a day. That's it. I just do three pages a day. Um, you know, nothing too much, nothing too little. Stream of consciousness? Uh, anything just, that comes to mind? Anything that comes to mind. I don't think about what I'm going to write. Oh, I need to get this out today was a really funny day and let me tell you why <laughs> and then you know what like then it just flows you know um a lot of a lot of what i write though and i think I, this was my last journal entry like two days ago where you, normally you write the negatives you write mm-hmm. the things you're unhappy with you write the problems that you're encountering the challenges the addictions you know the like you know and all these promises to yourself to change this and you know i'm going to be more mindful and like this is not working but this is why it's not working and this is what i want to do but i'm just struggling to do it you know like that's what i I realized this journal has been this journal has seen really just shitty times of last year really difficult fucking moments and i was i even just my last journal entry was from now i'm either not going to write or i'm gonna write something positive because you don't want this to be the book of negative things about Damien, the things that he struggled with. That's not a nice book to read, you know, like you want to turn the page and read a good chapter. 
try a gratitude journal. Yeah. Where every day you write down five things yeah. minimum that you're grateful for. I did I did that for a whole year. Ah. And then I couldn't get the journal delivered to Portugal. Okay. It's called Mind Journal. Uh-huh. If you've ever heard of Mind Journal. And it's a gratitude journal, but also every day is a different prompt. So what does money mean to you? What does being a man mean to you? Mm. What is your immediate circle uh, looking like at the moment in terms of family, friends? What are your list of priorities? Write them down in a pie chart. So you've got the gratitude journal of like, what are the five things you're grateful for today? There's about 50 different emotions that you can then tick off how you're feeling on the day. Um, what is your happy hour? And then, so that's the generic page. And then after that, then there's a prompt about something. I did gratitude journaling for, for the whole of 2021. Um, that, yeah, that, that really was also, you know, huge for me. And then I couldn't get it delivered. So then I bought this one, um, which allowed me to be a lot more intuitive and not need to be prompted which I really liked because like sometimes there's something on my mind, but now I have to journal about money. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yes. like, it's also not what I want to talk about right now. You know, I want to get my feelings out. So um, I do like this style, but I've stopped showing as much gratitude because I'm not being prompted to actually like mm -hmm. write it down. So I'll definitely get on that. Thanks for reminding me, dude. I love yeah. this idea and I do the same thing. I call it morning pages. Mm. Um, and I think I took it from the author who wrote The Artist Way. Okay. So her technique is for artists to get into a creative flow, you wake up and I think it's three pages or maybe five pages minimum of just stream of consciousness first thing in the morning. Yeah. And the way I... Like a brain of, dump. Almost. Like a brain dump. Yeah. And so the way I imported it into my own um, technique is whenever I'm going through a challenging moment, I just need to get mm. my thoughts out on paper that's my morning pages usually it doesn't even Good. happen in the morning it's like any time of the day but i call it morning pages yeah. as a way to signify like this is stream of consciousness so i know the power of that sure once it's on paper you feel lighter yeah you feel and you can also look back on it and really understand the situation because when it's in your mind you loop things you circle it's a circular you break thinking. it down you analyze it and you you start assuming things like that's the dangerous part about not getting it out yeah i dude i wish all my friends and family could journal i wish my family could journal i wish my mom could you know take the time to do that for herself like i wish my brother could do that you know but we're just so distracted it's just so much easier to scroll on instagram than it is to sit with a pen and paper and write about your feelings what like i think it's also in the male area guys don't want to do that mm. we're too busy or we're too focused or we're too hard fucking be a softie and just write down your feelings mate you know what i mean like no one's gonna judge you no one has to see it yeah i will kill someone for this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to god dude bro i swear if someone broke into my house and they like stole my laptop they stole my this and they're like, okay, listen, what do you want back? I'll be like, just my journal, dude. Like, <laughs> just don't read it, bro. Like, that's the only thing. You know what I mean? Like, give me back the wallet. Take the cash, but just give me back my wallet. It's the same thing with, like, my journal, bro. It's like, this holds weight. It's insane how... This is now finished. This is, like, a couple pages from, from back here. But it holds so much more weight since I've written in it. Right? Like, when I picked this up, I'm like, oh, this wasn't... This isn't as light as it was the day that I had 
Ooh, got it. Yeah. Right? The memories. But how much ink? It's not like I've added half a kilo of ink into this. Right? The volume is still the same. The height is still the same. The width is still the same. The length is still the same. There's a little bit of ink in there. But this feels heavier. When I pick it up, I'm like, wow. There's been some real dumping going on in here. There's been some serious, you know, like some serious mental weight. Yeah. In this. So. One conversely, it's lightened you up. It's lightened me up. I can move. You're not carrying that weight every day. No, exactly, dude. So journaling is something that once again, I was too egotistical to have ever sat with myself and just got the feelings out. My one of my older mentors, um, Kieran O'Neill from TMP, Total Mental Performance, um, he was someone that was really helpful in the moment where me and my ex split up. So she left Portugal and I started working with him that day. And, you know, here after a marriage has not worked out, you think, fuck, I've done a terrible job at being a husband. I've done a bad job of being a partner. You know, like this didn't work out because I'm 50% of the problem and the reason. And, you know, he explained to me like, you're a, you're a blank canvas right now, actually. And how great is that? That you have the opportunity to now make the life that you want to live again without having someone that you need to answer to or consider or yeah, sure, it sucks. But right now you have a blank canvas. And so what we're going to do is with this blank canvas, we're going to start with future authoring, self-authoring and future authoring. So this is um, something that was put together by Jordan Peterson, actually. And it's a very extensive, and I don't say very extensive by like mild means, bro. This is a very like massive audit on who you are, what are the things that are going on in your life at the moment? What are the goals that you want to achieve? Going after each of these goals, who is that going to affect? How's it going to affect them? You know, what are the things that you need to let go of? What are the things you need to do? But how are you going to let go of things? How are you going to do things? Do to dissect every area of your life like that. It took me a good like month, like wow. of writing every day. I dude, I, there was well into about a hundred thousand, maybe hundred fifty thousand words. It's like a whole book, dude. It's a whole book. It's a whole book. And so self-authoring versus future authoring. I guess I can kind of guess what it, the difference is, but can you explain? Yeah. So future authoring is more goal-oriented. What you want to achieve, you know, um, how that's going to affect people, how it's going to affect you. You know, what are the circumstances you need to create for yourself to achieve these goals? Who do you need to let go of? Whereas the self-authoring is dissecting who you are. Right here, right now. Right here, right now. Mm. What is not working? What has not worked? What do you want essentially in the now to achieve? And how are you going to do that? So this is not like future goal oriented. This is more like clean up your fucking room. (laughs) Clean up the room before you go play outside and work on those other goals. Right? So yeah, the self-authoring I think is more current future authoring obviously is then once you've done the self-authoring great move into future authoring so it took you a month a hundred thousand words yeah about what did you learn about yourself through that process that i can sit down and firstly focus that was a huge one for me it was like completing it yeah because you can't go on to the next question without writing two thousand words three thousand words you can't you can't go to the next page it's a web it's a web version so you actually can't go to the next step without writing 
exactly how much they've asked you to write. So to sit with yourself and meet these like little micro targets of words of, of even at a thousand words, for example, you, you feel like you're done. Cool, I've said everything. But no, you can't go to the next page without writing more. So now you need to dissect what you've wrote. You need to elaborate on what you've written. You need to say what you mean. You know, like when you when you say this is what I want to achieve. Cool, but like, what do you want to achieve and more? You know, so yeah, I had to I had to meet targets almost, you know, which I think sometimes in business, it's very easy for you to keep pushing a target because you're going at your own pace, right? Which then if you actually went at a slightly faster pace, you would actually get there a little bit sooner. So for me, having targets that were outside of my work or business related things um, that I had to work towards, I was like, whoa, okay, you're a target driven person. Like you actually can do, do some things that uh, even if I didn't enjoy doing it, I didn't enjoy writing, bro, I've got like fucking arthritis in my right hand. I feel like every time I write, I've like my hand gets sore after like two minutes. Um, so, you know, for me to spend, spend that amount of time also actually typing was also something that I would have given up on like so, so early on in the game. But as I mentioned earlier, inspiration, desperation, something needed to change and this already started in portugal but that change was fuck i've just lost my partner i'm clearly now in limbo with where my life is at so that change was geared up towards actually gaining more momentum going to dubai and supercharging the business so you know same method different direction um that i was going in but the self-authoring and future authoring is something that now every year i rewrite in december so the one that I was telling you about now, I did that in 2021. And now when I was in South Africa, I wrote 2022s. The nice thing about it is that you can refer back to what you wrote a year ago. The one year target. Did I reach that? The people that I said I was going to cut out. Did I do that? Mm. The habits that I said I was going to develop. Have I done anything about that yet? Or you can also look and say, damn, I'm so I'm, I'm you know what? I'm actually on year two's targets. Nice. I'm on year, year two's targets. I'm on year three's targets because I really took charge. These were the things I said I was going to do and I did them mm-hmm. because it's so easy to have so much self-doubt or so much self-criticism for even though you did something, you didn't take as many steps forward as you hoped you would, right? And then because we didn't take 10 steps when we only took eight, fuck, I'm a failure. I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Um, but looking back at your wins... And actually Looking back at the noticing wins, that. You got an A plus, bro. You got an A plus for doing what you said you were going to do. Mm-hmm. And not with like, anything other than intention. Just intention to be a good person. Intention to set boundaries with people that don't make you happy. Stay away from the things that don't fill your cup. Mm-hmm. Tell someone to stop talking if you're not actually enjoying that conversation and leave. This is what I did now with some of my best mates. My best friends, the guys that are my homies, like blood, you know what I mean? I I had to stop them and just say, dude, every time I speak to you, it's always negative. What was their reaction? Yeah, but Damon, it's so much easier for you to say. How's it easier for me? I'm not with my family either. I'm not, I, I can sit here and I can list a thousand things right now that I'm unhappy with, but I'm choosing not to. And it's not because I don't want to complain. It's... That's not conducive to anyone around me's happiness. I'm also being considerate to other people. 
at the same time, I'm also not shoving things in the back. I'm working through them. That's thing is, I don't mind if someone complains about something. I don't mind if there's negative shit going on in your life. I will be there as a soundboard, as your friend, as person that, you know, will literally shut up and listen to you for as long as you need someone to listen. But if you're doing nothing about that, you're not taking any action, you're not seeing the other side of the coin, it's negative, but what else is good in your life? What are you grateful for? If you can't even see the good in some way, shape or form in your life, or take action in some way, shape or form, that's fine, bro, that's your life. But then I just don't want to be a part of yeah. that. I don't want to be the soundboard if at the same time now you're just shifting negativity towards me and you're not doing anything about it. If you're doing something about it, then I can, then bro, I'm happy to be there as a support structure while you work towards something. But if you're not, then how's it every time I speak to you, oh, dude, I'm so hungover or, oh, bro, this one is still, you know, giving me issues, my ex-girlfriend or my, you know, like. You know what I think it also is, is it's easier to talk about the negative because if you want to talk about your dreams and your goals, you actually have to become a little more vulnerable. 100%. You have to accept that, oh, I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. These are my dreams. And yeah. that takes a little more courage than just saying, ah, oh, this this thing sucks. Yeah. It's easy to complain. It's the easiest it's, form of conversation. There's, there's no hard work in, in it. That's the thing. When you're complaining, it, like, it takes zero effort, but it takes a lot of energy. Exactly. And when you say to someone, I want to change my life and this is what I'm going to do. And now your friend is holding you accountable, yeah. even just by the pure fact of sharing that yeah. with them. Yeah. Now, but this is why, you know, a few friends don't want to talk to me mm. because they know you're going to call them out <laughs> because they know I'll call them out. You know, like I, I had a, a, a pretty big argument with like one of my best friends when I was down in Cape Town mm. just because I called him out in his shit. Dude, you're not the same person that I used to like admire and respect. You're drinking all the time. You're taking drugs to fucking have a sleep in the afternoon. What's wrong with you? Who takes fucking what? What are these Xanax? Uh, Xanax? Mm. I'll be. I've never taken a sleeping pill in my life, dude. So like, you know. But what are you doing at fucking eleven o'clock in the morning taking a Xanax to have an afternoon nap? Because you need rest, bro. You need to stop fucking going out all the time. You need to start eating healthy. Drink water. Move. You don't need to take a fucking Xanax at eleven o'clock in the morning. What do you think you're gonna wake up with more energy? Is that it? You're not going to wake up more tired. So I, I, what the fuck, dude? So, you know, I like this is because it doesn't align with my values, my beliefs. And, you know, the pe there will be people that say, yeah, but Damien, not everyone's like you. Not everyone's going to go to the gym six days a week. That's not the, that's not the shit that I'm on right now. Like, that's not that's not what I mean when I talk about values, beliefs, aligning with the right kinds of people. I align with you and we live completely different lifestyles, bro. You know? So it's not about aligning with a gym bro. It's not aligning with someone that is a fitness coach, but it's about aligning with people that have their mental well being, their physical health, their emotional well being as a sense of things that they want to work towards right? Do you need to have it perfect? No. But do you need to be driven towards um, wanting more for yourself? Mm. Yes. 
does that need to be at 100 k's an hour no it doesn't need to be at 10 k's an hour no like you know but you need to be working in that direction for me to want you in my life that's the thing i won't discriminate against anybody if they don't go to the gym if they're not healthy i don't have a problem that's your life that's your shit bro like you know then you must just deal with the consequences later on of the decisions that you're making now but if i can choose who i want in my life it's going to be those people people that want more for themselves in some way shape or form and are willing to even just do one percent more about it yeah beautifully said that's it i love how this whole podcast we've had a theme of connecting with that inner part of ourselves whether it's through journaling or breath work or a psilocybin trip yeah it's like all roads lead to rome it's yeah. what path do you want to choose to connect deeper with yourself it could be the future authoring could be the self-authoring yeah and i encourage anyone listening to find something in 2024 that does that for you could be meditation could be regular breath work could be walks outside you know yeah. sometimes you get the best ideas when you just allow yourself an hour small steps bro small steps small steps it doesn't need to be as i said like a full marathon mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know this is the this is what i didn't what i didn't realize in fact it can't in the beginning that's it can't but that's what i did was like okay well i can't be alone so i need to go run a marathon i can't be mm -hmm. sitting at home alone after my wife just left I need to go and do an Ironman. I need to go and, you know, so I, I took the most aggressive route and bypassed all the other really important steps that I should have taken. I bypassed the breath work, the yoga, the meditation, the journaling, the, you know, reaching out and asking for help and speaking to people and all of these, all these little things that actually could have gotten me to where I wanted to be so much easier, not easier, there would have still been a lot of hard work, but you know, I wouldn't have, let's say, jumped all of that constraint on Ironman marathon, only then to realize, not nope, back of the fucking line, bro, you need to start again. Mm. And it's going to come. And now you're going to have to learn the hard way. You're going to find yourself alone on a beach in Dubai, feeling very hopeless, very fucking unfulfilled. And that's exactly how you're feeling right now in this moment when your wife has just left so it's like i had to go back to how i felt in the beginning again but choose the route of growth and working towards instead of running from because the first time that it happened 20 uh, 2022 i was running from mm. running from that situation you know well she left well i'm going to prove to her why she's missing out <laughs> right so i'm going to supercharge the business go to dubai I'm going to be the ultimate athlete and I'm going to do all of these incredible things and make her realize what she lost. Mm. Bro, you're losing yourself doing that. No mm. one else. She, dude. Find your center. That's it, bro. You're just proving her right. You're just proving her right by going and doing all of these things that you're just not connected and you're not grounded. You're just proving her right, you know? And the theme I notice also is coming to a place of listening to what life is asking of you yeah and you've done that multiple times through your journey i've I, i've done that through mushrooms yeah through breath work as well through meditation yeah whatever process allows you to listen closely to the symbols and the messages that life your inner spirit your higher self is trying to communicate yeah because it often comes in whispers and it takes that moment to stop 
intentionally and just listen. Yeah. And I'd never done that until someone kind of proverbially throws you in a chair and says, now you must sit down and knock it up and <laughs> deal with this, you know? And yeah, it's, it, dude, it's, it's always been, it's always been good regardless. You know, I wasn't in the fiery gates of hell. You know, I wasn't in this deep, dark, yeah, life sucked. Yeah, it was not nice. But even in those moments, still just show a bit of gratitude for the fact that you work online. You're not stuck in an office. As monotonous, mundane, and repetitive and boring it sometimes gets, your eyes get sore, your back gets a little bit sore. Bro, you still got to show a little bit of gratitude here. And I think that's also the mark that a lot of people completely miss. You just, dude, it costs you nothing to show gratitude. It costs you nothing at all to literally just be like, holy fuck, I can stick my arm over my my head. I can scratch my hair, uh, my head. I can move my feet, my legs. Holy fuck, that's epic. You know, and I think that's one thing that would change the game completely if people were just a little bit more aware of what to be grateful for. Because that's also been a massive thing for me, bro. Like every day I'm like, whoa, I'm so lucky to be alive. I feel it, man. I think that's the energy I was feeling when I first met you. I'm like, this is... I'm so grateful. Yeah. And it's not like this hippie gratitude... Jumping up the walls. Jumping up the walls, airy, fairy bullshit. It's, bro, it's just a normal human emotion that you're allowed to feel. But most people are so close off that like the second they start to feel a raw human emotion, they're like, nope, I'm not going to deal with that one. You know, it's like, bro, do you know how... Like when I see friends of mine how they interact with their parents for example tell your mom you fucking love her bro what's Mm. wrong with you yeah what's wrong with you yeah you know like i I don't get it how people are closed off to positive emotions i think i think people's hearts have been closed through trauma or through fear and life is constantly trying to see how can we open your heart again i've opened up that pandora's box of gratitude but i'm just like you know what now Every time you see someone, mm-hmm. just compliment them, make them feel good. You do that. You know, you do that every time I see yeah, you. Yeah, dude. Just, you know, like it costs you nothing. And the energy that you get back from just doing doing that. Exactly. Dude, tenfold. Exactly. You know, it, it creates this like this shield around you almost. Of, it's this like, virtuous circle yeah, of, dude, of goodness. It's great. I remember in uh, Wallace Waddle's book, The Science of Getting Rich, which is actually a much more spiritual book than it sounds. He talks about every time you feel gratitude and you express it to the divine Mm. in your mind or out loud, it cannot fail but to come back to you. Yeah. Because cause and effect. If you put out gratitude, it cannot fail but to come back to you. Yeah. And I always remember that. That's it, dude. That's a... Uh, you know, there's so many things that I feel like we could actually just like keep going on yes. about, you know what I mean? Like, bro, like, you know, this is an, an ever evolving journey for me and I'm still learning every day, bro. Like I'm now learning about the idea of synchronicities, right? Like mm. something that I've, I've always been like, oh no, that's a coincidence. Well, it's not coincidences. And then there's synchronicities, right? Where like things happen maybe by coincidence or things were meant to happen because of chance this was meant to actually the situation was meant to play out because if it didn't play out you wouldn't be there and then that wouldn't have happened which wouldn't have led you to this person yeah and 
at the same time it was 11 11 yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. or you know so i'm now learning about this way two months ago i went to a cafe in ubud and i'm sitting there i'm journaling and this lady kept on looking back at me so i was like sorry do we know each other and she's like i don't know i was like where are you from she's like i'm from <laughs> australia i was like well no then we definitely don't know each other but we spoke for two hours and it just flowed it just fucking flowed bro like everything about this conversation our circumstances she had just recently gotten divorced i just recently separated from my partner we both came to bali to just give ourselves a new lease on life and open a new chapter and like everything just aligned bro our story like we just bounced off each other and then i said to her actually you know what i did i did something for my birthday last week she was like when's your birthday i was like september 11th and she's like bro the look in her face i was like there's no ways she's like my birthday is on september 11th so then I, I spoke to my mom about this i spoke to a few friends and the idea of a, a twin flame right i'd never actually kind of i'd maybe heard of these twin flames and this and that but you know as a guy you know i never thought much of it you know as maybe this dude that had never addressed understanding issues like that things like this you know twin flames and other energies that you've known in past lives and i'd never taken any of that too too seriously or looked into it but you know when someone rationalized it to me and they're like well bro there was a lot of synchronicities there between you two maybe this was actually someone that you've met in a past life i'm like maybe there was a past life mm -hmm. you know like crazy then last night we're busy having uh, a fire where I'm staying and the owner of the villa, the moment me and him met each other, dude, it was, he is a homie of mine. Like I, dude, I, I got love for the guy. Like we've just met and we can laugh immediately or we can say something or we can have a, an honest, cool conversation. So last night he's busy saying, oh, well, my lucky number is 11. And also I've completely didn't realize that yesterday was the 11th. Mm. right mm. um so this conversation came up uh, and it enough. was the new moon and it was a new moon so it was the 11th his favorite number is 11 um the house number of the road is 11 right his like everything in his life like always synchronizes to 11 and funny enough earlier yesterday i drove past a cafe called 11 11 okay and so I said to him, look, my birthday is on the 11th. And he's like, 11th of what? I was like, September. No ways, dude. No ways do we share the same birthday as well. Okay. It, it just, it did, it seemed way too nuts yeah. for it to be by chance or for it to be just purely coincidental. I don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe anymore. in coincidence, dude. I think every single event and thing has a pattern to it if we only yeah. look far enough. And he said to me, because obviously he went into the room while I wasn't there to go and do something. Like he asked me if he could go in. So I was like, oh, whatever. But when he went in, I've obviously set up my entire office, right? In this cabin. And he looked at it and he was like, oh, this guy must be a Virgo. <laughs> right <laughs> because of how i like i'm just so diligent with my working space being clean and he looked and he's like oh this guy must be a virgo so you know we were having such a laugh about this last night because it was just like it, it it's not it can't be chance 
there's way too too many synchronicities here to like just completely write it off by just saying oh coincidence i see it as little winks from the universe and telling both you you're these on situations track. happen in a boat that's the thing yeah what's well, the energy man it you're, is dude you're getting activated but then we spoke to the, there was a balinese guy that was sitting with us last night and i'm i'm the guy who's gonna be like listen dude are all of us white people just fucking nuts okay <laughs> because like here we are like ah new moon synchronicity <laughs> no but they have ceremonies know? around I, all of that exactly as well. right and i was like do we just come off as a little bit lunatic you know what i mean like where all of these bullets are coming now into bali and we're all like pre preaching the gospel of like synchron synchronization and you know like oh that didn't happen by chance it's definitely it's the frequencies and it's i'm like are we coming across as a little bit fucking crazy to you bro because i'm totally into it that's the thing like i'm <laughs> buying into it but you know it seems like when people arrive in bali then this this happens right so from a local's perspective how do you guys see that right like let's say you you went to go buy a cucumber and you met someone who was also buying a cucumber and then you both got to the till and you were both paying and you both had, let's say, the same amount of money that was owed at the till. And then you started speaking and then you both have the same birthdays. What would you, as a local Balinese Hindu or Muslim or, you know, like, what would you attribute that as? Would you say, well, that's coincidental? Or would you say, ah, synchronization, you know, like, would you like look at all the, the sun, the moon, the stars for that? Or would you just write it off as, okay, well, they got the same birthday, whatever. It's just, yeah, it's whatever, you know, like, because this is where when we had this conversation last night, I was like, yeah, it seems like all the white people at this, at this like little bonfire are the ones that are experiencing this. And this dude's just sitting here listening to us, like just not getting it. So what did he say? Well, he was just like, well, you know, yeah, there's obviously, uh, you know, the power of synchronization is very strong. But for Balinese, it's just very normal. Mm. Whereas where we come from, it's not normal at all. You know, it's not normal. That's a great point. I think when it feels natural, you just start seeing it everywhere and it doesn't become a big thing. Yeah. But when you're first entering into that energetic exactly. frequency, there is that like, surprise whoa. and delight and the whoa. Yeah, but he said like, no, like this is just very normal, hmm. you know? Whereas for us, bro, like... No ways. No ways did that happen. Can't believe that happened. That was insane. Whoa, what? You know, whereas for them, they're just like, bro, it's a very normal, normal thing. And I guess it's just, as you say, right, it is just their traditions, it's their religion, it's how, it's the things that they cultivate, it's the energy that they cultivate, you know, they are operating on a very different frequency. I think that's why Bali works so well, is yeah. it attracts outsiders that resonate with this sort of these yeah. sort of beliefs yeah, yeah. into a culture that already has a place for those beliefs. Yeah, we just act them out in a bit of a different way. For sure. You know, it's just a little <laughs> bit, yeah. I, I would love to see like Westerners from a Balinese perspective, you know, like, yeah. like I would love to see a whole bunch of people come to my country, for example. <laughs> I'd love to see a whole bunch of like Balinese people come to South Africa yeah. and, and just like see how they like, just how they drive scooters and just see how they like they you know come into let's say our local ceremonial ways of doing things in, in south africa and kind of like taking what they want out of it and you know 
it's it would be quite funny to to have that perspective you know but um i think regardless there's still a lot of love and a lot of respect you know between locals and, and foreigners and i hope so i've only had really good good experiences good interactions they're like dude every Balinese person that i know is like family to me mm. and they've been like family to me they've treated me as if i've been family i'm yet to meet an arsehole and if i have maybe it's just having a shitty day but like 99 of people i think it's also maybe because 99 of people that i interact with are in hospitality mm. restaurants mm. cafes airbnbs booking.coms of course like they they will be nice but um in general dude everyone's just kind there is a special energy here it's and not it's not yeah. just hospitality because hospitality exists in every country exactly right it's, and you get assholes yeah yeah you can you can really tell if someone's genuine or not but yeah they're genuine yeah yeah it's it's insane it's infectious mm -hmm. actually it makes you kinder more compassionate yeah. more thoughtful yeah you don't have to speak so loud you know you can just be soft it's all good yeah that's it damien it's been such a pleasure to have been you on the podcast Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your insights, your lessons. Is there a final piece of advice you'd like to leave the listener with on how they can lead a more heart-centered, aligned, epic life? Um, it's going to go back to a point that I made is boundaries. Hmm. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Like, you don't need to cut people off. Don't take my advice. That's also not the best advice a cut off a brother or a sister it's not something that you should do lightly right it's not something that you should um you, you know, can reduce the time you can reduce you yeah you, that's it bros like look at just putting small boundaries in place seeing if that works i i put small boundaries in place and they didn't work and then i took a bigger step right um it's like if you want to block off a road you start by using small cones before you just completely put one of those big plastic things in the middle to stop traffic coming through it's kind of the, the same thing of just if you want to live a happier more fulfilled abundant life and you want to essentially cultivate a better energy for yourself right through people experiences places um it's going to take cutting certain boundaries not people even but your own habits your own ego your own distractions your own you know if let's say you really 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 want to go and experience a beautiful part of the world but you don't have money look what you're spending your money on and put boundaries in place to stop spending so much money on a box of cigarettes a day simple you know what i mean like such a simple thing downgrade to a cheaper box i don't know like obviously i don't smoke cigarettes but like um there's many, many things, but you don't need to be going past a place every single morning for a takeaway coffee. You could just make a cup of coffee at home or you can take a flask. You can do the whole day's worth of coffee in there. And now cutting back on two coffees a day, right, times the next six months is your flights to Bali, right? So put boundaries in place for yourself even because when you say no to one thing, you're saying yes to another, Make sure you're saying hell yes to hell yes. things that are really lighting you up. Yeah, that's it. When you say no to something, it's a hell yes to another. And also, if you're saying yes to one thing, it's also a hell no to another. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, pick your poison, set your boundaries, um, and write it down. 
if I look at the background of my phone, I've got three different backgrounds, business, uh, business, brain, and body. And each of them are vision boards for mm. business, brain, and body. What are the things that I want to achieve in my life for all three of these different areas? Write that down, visualize it, put it as a background on your computer. Mm, I love that. You know? Yeah. Simple things. You switch them out depending on I, what dude, mood you're in? All the time. All the time. So when you want to focus on brain, you put the brain That's one it, on. Bro. <sighs> on the weekends, I just actually put it on body, you know, go and go for a massage, reflexology. What a great technique. I love that. Dude, I love it. Like it's And it's also aesthetically nice photos to look at off Pinterest. And actually, half of the photos on these vision boards are my own photos <laughs> of me scuba diving, Yeah. of me on the beach, of, of me standing underneath a waterfall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Simple, just cultivate it. I know it seems crazy. All of this seems crazy, right? Like, ah, oh, to sit down and write about your feelings and to create a vision board. That's so feminine, all of that. Well, maybe that's why you're fucking failing because you're so stuck in your masculine and you don't realize that there is a feminine. But that's a completely different That's a whole podcast, other podcast. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's something that I, I've recently understood. Um, and yeah, I accepted that there's feminine areas that I need to also actually focus on. You're someone who I feel is very balanced in their feminine and their masculine. At the moment, I'm trying to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You know, so that's another thing is start as crazy as it seems. Go into a bookstore Go to the Eastern philosophies and self-help and self-development sections and go take out a book from each one. Do your research, but I can tell you 99% of people out there don't read. Don't do research. My you know? favorite quote about reading is it's like eating. Whatever you eat, yeah. one meal itself is not going to shape you. Yeah. But over the years, every single yeah. meal literally is what your body is composed of. Yeah, that's And it. it's the same with reading. Every single page you read, it's literally what your mind and your thoughts become. Yeah, that's it. So what do you spend most of your time doing? That's what's, uh, you know, what the outcome is going to essentially be. You know, if you spend most of your time partying, drinking and distracting yourself, then... Don't be uh don't be surprised when you're tired and worn out and maybe alone at some point. Or you can actually just spend the time now, as difficult as it is, as time consuming as it is, it's the same amount of time. You go party for six to eight hours. You could have read a whole book in that time. Mm. But what's the priority? What do you want for yourself? That's such a great point. What's the priority? What do you want for yourself? You know, you can watch Netflix five days of the week no hate i watch netflix all the time um but if you're in shit body composition you're out of shape you have health problems because of it and you had those two hours a day to watch netflix was it that you didn't have time to go train or it wasn't a priority for you so write down a list of priorities what's important to you and then set boundaries Mm-hmm. sorry guys i am not coming out this weekend because i have committed to running a marathon in three months and i need to be up at, th- at six o'clock on saturday morning because i need to show up for myself because i'm more important than you yeah that's the bottom line and if someone criticizes that that is your first person that you then need to just put a little strike with that's it. We're not completely kicking you up, but now we're considering the option of not needing you because you're not supportive of me, my goals, my dreams, my health. And that's, that's where I left it. That's how I made decisions. 
You don't support me, you're against me. Mm. Allah. Perfectly yeah. said, man. Thank you so much. For sure. Where can people find you to connect with you? You can find me online. Um, my website is www.allroundercoaching.com. My Instagram is Damien underscore the allrounder. Um, yeah. And if anyone has any questions, anything health, fitness, uh, body composition related, or just want to get some information about what I do, uh, then please feel free to reach out. The door is always open. Reach out to Damien if your birthday is September 11th. Yeah, how epic. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get a September 11th club. Let's get all the Virgos together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go to a massive breathwork session or something. That'd be rad. Dude, thank you so much. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Hey, so if you're still listening and you've made it this far, I want to thank you personally. You are one of the OGs, the true fans of the podcast. Not many people listen to the end, so if you've actually made it this far, I don't take that for granted. I appreciate you so much, and I invite you to reach out to me personally. I'd love to hear what episodes you most enjoyed, what type of topics, and what type of guests you'd love to see in the future. Feel free to message me on Instagram, or you can email me if you sign up to my newsletter and just hit reply to the welcome email. I'll be sure to read it. Now, if you have a moment to rate the podcast on Apple or Spotify, that would help me out so much. I super appreciate that. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast on YouTube, please do me a favor and go to youtube.com slash at James Zander Trip. I'm trying to get to 1000 subscribers. So every subscriber counts. One last thing. I have another podcast where I do solo episodes, mostly about psychedelics, but I also share life lessons and all sorts of insights. So if you search for The Microdose, you can find my second podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And finally, I just launched a mindset course called Unlock God Mode. So in the next audio, you'll hear more details about my course. If you're not interested, feel free to skip to the next episode. Again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It means the world to me. Feel free to share this episode with a friend that you think might enjoy it. And I'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, you might enjoy my brand new audio course, Unlock God Mode. Unlock God Mode is a four-week experience where every day you'll get a 15-minute audio lesson that gives you frameworks, tools, and perspectives to upgrade your relationship with life. In the same way that mushrooms give you insights that help you up-level in the video game of life, I designed this course to do the same thing for you. I've compiled every lesson that I learned through psychedelics, through meditation, through my spiritual work, through life. I've put my best tools in this course. So that no matter who you are, if you choose to go on this adventure with me, you're going to learn some amazing frameworks. You're going to learn to see life with new eyes. You will improve your relationship with life. And by extension, your life will improve. If you're interested in more details, go to jameszander.com slash godmode or use the link in the show notes. Use the promo code SHROOMS for a special discount. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I deeply appreciate you. Feel free to reach out to me through my newsletter. Go to jameszander.com to sign up. I'd love to connect. This episode is sponsored by magicmush.ca. If you're looking for an online dispensary for magic mushrooms, mushroom chocolate, and other high-quality psychedelic products, head over to magicmush.ca and use the promo code JAMES to get 25% off. Thank you for listening and have a beautiful trip.